Live from the apocalypse, exploring the duality of man. This is state of the game. Oh shit! Yep, <laughs> from the apocalypse. Good God, <laughs> we're here. Um, it's we're a, a ragtag crew. This is, you know, I am like uh, this is like a league of their own, and I am Tom Hanks. Okay. Uh, I am Dan O. Uh, and and. So happy, so excited uh, to be uh, to, to be here and to, to be to have my own space. I was tweeting earlier today that it's so fun being in charge of what I do because I don't have to do it if I don't uh, feel good about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can just not do it. Um, it's it's beautiful. The freedom is beautiful uh, when even when the money's not there. So <laughs> I would say. <laughs> language man shit yep gotta get that condi nast money but the so we're talking about we are state of the game and this is a beautiful thing it, i am joined by my co-host if, if you're if this is the first time and you're like what's your co-host like i got it don't worry about it he's just like ted danson's character uh from a good life you know I mean the good place. Good place. The good place. Ah, that's Just my like shit. the good place. Uh, Ted Danson character. That's pretty much K Diggy in a nutshell. Yeah, I have to watch it now. Thank you for leading us. <laughs> you in for a ride, bro? I don't know. If yeah. I don't know how y'all feel about that comparison. No spoilers. No spoilers for K. He's oh no, never. Not that show. The journey. That's gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> so the fun thing about State of the Game is it operates in a very different way than other uh, music discussion forums in the sense that usually I'm reaching out to my guest, Joshua Virtue, uh, and saying, hey, um, let's and, – and saying, yes, I'd love to have you on. You're great. And we have to make sure to put together a bunch of albums that will mess up my friend Keith, right? <laughs> That's what we did. We put together a lineup of albums to discuss that we thought would be the weirdest for my co-host to listen to. Um, it's it's a lovely show where the guests and the host plot against the co-host every week. Um, so I was not aware of this. Um, I didn't know we were. Plotting. I wasn't either. Now 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 I dig it. I dig it. All right. It's awesome. We got to try to expand the mind. So we do have Joshua Virtue here, who is. A badass producer, uh, the godhead of Y Records, uh, a, a wonderful, you know, budding MC who is fantastic in that respect, and and really at the height of your powers, uh, like a like a twenty eight year old NBA player. Um, <laughs> wow! Uh, so you. it's that. you know you came out with Rama last year. It's not covering it enough is one of my big regrets of last year. It's all uh, good because it came out. It came out in that October November range, yeah. Where I was, I was in full list mode, you know, trying to ramp up my list, and I was like, "This is so good," but I can't, I can't do it all now. But it's it's so good. Um, oh man, thank you. 
Uh, yeah, it's, it felt like a culmination of years and years of your work. Um, yeah, yeah. Your production, like you, you've done beat tapes and you've gotten better and better uh, with your production, and your and your delivery is more exciting and more kinetic than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. um, so the combination of those things really just were fully explored on Rama. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I um. Yeah, I mean, I tried, bro. <laughs> like, I really fucking tried with that one. Um, yeah, and I appreciate you saying that. Just about the, I mean, delivery. I feel like is is, it's one of my greatest strengths, but also my worst enemy. Like, I feel like I, I just want everything to land exactly how it's supposed to land. Um, but at the same time, there's still. Like I feel like a lot of the magic happens when I kind of allow myself to 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 lose control, like just enough, you know. Yeah. There's this like, uh, what's that like? Fucking, who was it? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not very good with like basketball shit. But like, there's like a, I think it was like there was like a, a game that like Kobe Bryant did where he he like scored like a fucking ridiculous like shit ton of points, and it was like the most like points in a game that anyone has scored at that point or some shit yep, like that against Toronto. Absolutely. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. See, that's why I'm glad. I got y'all. <laughs> but um yeah, I was I, I heard uh I heard what he said about that where he was like, it can't be, you know, it's like he was like in the present as he was doing it, but he 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 he, he said that he couldn't be too in the present. You have to be thinking like a little bit ahead, um, or else you'll kind of lose control. So to maintain that sort of nature of um improvisation along with precision. Uh, that's kind of the goal, I feel like, when it comes to my recording process at this point. And I feel like mm. with Rama, like, I think that's the closest I've ever come to to hitting it exactly as I want it to be. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you you tapping into that and, and, and hearing that as someone who's uh, who's toured my, toured my catalog up to this point. Like, thank you for, mm. thank you for paying attention, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and you, you had one of the gods of intensity, which is what this is about, uh, on yeah, yeah. Rama, based Sketch 185, that uh, sketch, that guest verse on Moses, uh, where he, he said, he yells something like, like, I grew up on, you know, with comic books and crack. You mm -hmm. know? And I was just yeah. like, holy shit. Like, he has yeah. that ability. He has, so you fully utilize his voice to grab your attention, but say something that even if he didn't would grab your attention. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's a... Uh, I mean, I feel like Sketch is like... Sketch is a rapper, but Sketch is also just... When he's going, he's like a force of nature. You mm -hmm. really cannot... And he has so much control and intention. It's funny, because like I met Sketch for the first time in like 20, 20, 2019, when uh, Free Snacks and Malky were on tour together and uh, we played this show in New York and I can't even remember who like put us on to him was like, yo, like you should play with this dude. I think our manager Francis uh, suggested him. So I had never heard his music before then. You know, I wasn't like, I wasn't like tapped into Tomorrow Kings back then. And, um, excuse me. Yeah, like, you know, you meet him and he doesn't, he talks, he doesn't talk exactly the way he raps, obviously, because who the fuck would want to speak to someone? <laughs> sure, like that? sure. 
<laughs> but he kind of talks the way he raps, where it's just he, he's rapid fire. He keeps going. He's an incredibly articulate person, and yeah. um, he says things very thoughtfully. It's just like kind of constantly just like like dropping dropping gems and fucking just information. He really is truly a sponge of information, and. You know, even like at the bar, he had a fucking, you know, just all these like sheets of paper. Like he writes it all out by hand. He just has these fucking dense ass sheets of paper. And, you know, he went up there and he fucking, you know, did his thing. And it was, I just had never seen anything like it before in my fucking entire life. Like he's going, he's just like spit flying and shit. Fucking, um, there was a point where he was like, y'all just bear with me because I'm about to rap like 800, some like 800 words in two minutes in a second. And I was just like, you can't. <laughs> You can't do that though like no one's supposed to be able to do that <laughs> and he just fucking did uh yep. but yeah i i thought about you know i didn't really want a lot of features on this project um which mm. you know i don't know I, I i don't know why i guess i just felt really close to my heart so it just felt like something i didn't want to i felt like i i wanted more control ever over everything um and that song moses like that instrumental i had it like kind of tucked away for it for a minute so, but then I came back to it as I'm trying to finish the album and I was just like, shit, what if I kind of extend this beat and start playing with the little, the pieces of the sample that I hadn't played with before and it just turned into a whole other half of the beat. Um, and so I was like, yeah, that sounds tight, but you know, I don't want to, it just felt like the shift was so, so like, I don't want to say drastic, but the shift was so, um, I guess dramatic, you know, the shift was like dramatic in a way that just the energy changed, which it just didn't make sense for it to be me going over it. Uh, so yeah, I hit up Sketch and, you know, I don't know, it's funny because when you talk to him on online through chats and shit, he's very, he's kind of the opposite of how he talks in real life. We're just like, yeah, that shit is dope. I'm down. And I'm just like, cool, cool. Yeah, good. And like, yeah, I mean, he's always been a very, uh, He's very supportive of like he's not that much older than me, but just different generations in hip hop. I feel like hip hop yeah. generations kind of go faster than people generations or whatever the fuck you call them. And, uh, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yep, yep. And he's of a higher, uh, an older generation than mine, so he's always been very supportive of our shit. And you know, hopefully, we got him. He, uh, it's supposed to be featured on a Uta Baby song coming on the next Uta Baby project too, but we're still waiting on the verse. And he said something to me about it where he was like, yeah, y'all set a high bar, so you gotta give me some time to like pull that shit together. And I was just like, really? Like, us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I appreciate him a lot. He's like a very, he's a, he's intense, but he's a very kind person, you know, like truly genuinely like warm human, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think Steve, Steve Rifkin, who used to run Loud Records. Um, yeah, I've heard that name before. He he had this thing where he was he's on Nori's like uh, podcast, and he was like, and they were like, "What era is the best era? Is it '90s or 2000s?" And he's like, "You're still talking about these ten years? That's not an era in rap." And he said he was like, "An era in rap is four years. Mm -hmm. Four years. And That's then accurate. Yeah." Now it might be even faster. Um, and I was like, three to four years makes a lot of sense. Like, if you break down the 90s and those yeah, chunks, dude. like, that makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah. dude. I feel like you kind of have to split um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I feel like a lot of the time, like, the, the decades themselves get split in half. I feel like you're going even further with it, though, even with, like, three to four years is, is, is probably fair. And I feel like it probably, it gets faster and faster as time goes on, you know, just because there's, there's, there's just more, you know, like, right. they didn't have the internet back then to, to, to explore and be, um, be inspired and influenced by so much more. And the more we're, we're kind of constantly influencing each other, the more it can sort of, like, propagate from that. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And I think when COVID happened, it was like, you know, everybody was able to sort of just incubate in a different way and just all this shit was coming out. Like, I feel like this this era already is starting to come to a close and slide into like the next one, you know. Which oh, is well, that's, that's real. That's real. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, it's really intertwined with like technology and in, ter- in terms of like COVID, like world mm-hmm. events. Like, right. I, I do think like world, I mean, and we've noticed it because we started the show right at the beginning of COVID, I believe. Absolutely. Uh, And you can see how, particularly like when talking with the artist, how, you know, the music scene has evolved since COVID. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting to, now we're getting to a phase where people are, or or I should say artists are more comfortable like meeting up now and meeting in person. So now that's going to be like a whole different, you know, a whole different phase of, of the scene that, that emerges. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, um, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't as heavy with Twitter, uh, before COVID happened, actually. I was more of like a Facebook nigga, but you know, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, I don't know. Twitter's cool because like, it's just so many people from like different, you know, it's not really, it doesn't necessarily have to be people like in your, spatially in your network it can be motherfuckers from like way the fuck over there way the fuck over there mm-hmm. and i think uh that's really cool how you know with um i feel like a lot of people found time and space to make those connections uh like those co- cross countries like national connections with different rappers and shit and now we're at this point where like shit's open back up so people get to like see each other like in person you know hopefully uh I, I can't talk too much about this because it's not set in stone yet, but like probably probably going to be touring in August. And like, I'm really excited to like see, you know, niggas that I've only spoken with on the internet, even on my last shit. Like, I met like, you know, shout out fucking was uh, Zadoichi Bon, you know, Hassan. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I met him in, in, in uh, Atlanta and I had fucking no clue, like, Buddy even lived in Atlanta. And I was like, That's oh shit, awesome. came to the show, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just cool. Like it's it's a beautiful beautiful age, you know, on the horizon. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to Chicago in July, so hopefully I'll be able to to catch you at that point. Yeah. Let's go. I don't got any plan, uh, shows planned for July, but shit, we're we'll, we'll hit up it. something. Something will be going down, even if I don't have anything. We're gonna do. The, uh, but yeah. So, K, did you listen to Rama? How did you feel about yes. Rama? I, I liked it. I thought it was it had its own energy. Uh, I mean, I particularly like. For me, it, it started out kind of slow, but I think it you I know started picking up here though. You know, like that's the way it should be. <laughs> uh, we keep it real. Keep yeah, it real. yeah. I mean, but I I think so. It started out kind of slow, and I didn't know. Like I, I guess you could say like it's almost like you walk into a dark room and you're feeling out. You're feeling around. You're like. You're trying to find your way. Uh, and I think it, for me, it started to pick up at Moses. But then I think at Comlink is when everything really started to 
really settle in. And like I, I love got Tom Link so much. I was yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um that run Moses through Comlink is it begins a real special part of the record to me. Mm -hmm. uh, Insecure is great. Love Insecure. Yeah. I mean Seafoam Green just isn't my taste. I mean, it's all I mean once you get through to that, I mean, I think that's the heart of the thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Albums have to unfurl, you know, and yeah. they have to explain themselves to you. And then when you come back to them, you you really love the parts you thought were slow initially, you right. know, because you know what's coming. It's just, it's just wild like that, the, the mental trickery of, of loving albums. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of like the uh, the idea actually with the the beginning of the album was for it to sort of be kind of like just sort of like creeping through the darkness, you know, um, and like literally like feeling around the room you're in to try and figure out like where am I right now, you know? Yeah. And, uh, with like yeah, true north but fake, it's supposed to just be like. I don't know, like, the intro is sort of like the lights are kind of coming up, and then, like, you know, True Life Perfect, they just start fucking blinding, you know? And, yeah, the whole thing sort of is a... Uh, it undulates in a way that uh, I think is important. I, I'm really a huge... I'm fucking obsessive about transitions between songs and albums. Um, if I have an album that's taking too long to come out, that's why, is because I need the <laughs> transition to be fucking perfect, um, yeah. at least in my own eyes, to be perfect. And yeah, I I really, uh, Moses into, into Comlink was, I think, one of the ones that I, I was like, I was very happy with how that, that transitioned, you know. Um, yeah. Felt yeah, I mean, and, right and right. Uda Baby, the youth, the last Uda Baby album was very cinematic and it was very, like, you yeah. you really increased in that direction and I, I that's, get nerdier explore that fully because the thing about rama is it's still an album people talk about it's still an album in discords that people give love to it's an album. okay shit i like that it, it's <laughs> good an album that people live with yeah right? like they live sure. with that album and that's what good transitions can do for your album mm -hmm. right they make it something mm -hmm. you can keep coming back to and keep running back and develop a relationship with yeah 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 i mean i feel like yeah that's definitely the thing that 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 sets it apart for me when i'm listening to an album and i come back not just to, to um you know different songs on the album but i come back to the album and i can't really fuck with it unless i'm fucking with the whole um and in many ways, I feel like most of my work is is that, you know, like, mm -hmm. I'm not really that interested in just making, I don't, I don't really drop a lot of singles, even though, like, I might change that soon. Like, what's, yep. yesterday's rule need not be tomorrow's rule, right? But right. that said, you know, historically, like, I don't really drop singles a lot. Like, I'm more interested in, like, the whole, because I was, you know, I, I went to school for uh, creative writing, so I'm, I'm, I fuck with the narratives, you know? Like, yeah, I'm interested yeah. to, um... You know, I mean, it's like, you don't really have, like, a favorite chapter in a book, right? Like, I mean, right, I guess right, right. they do, but, like, you, you don't go back and be like, yeah, this chapter is, like, the best one, though. All the other chapters aren't as good as this chapter. Like, you know, like, it's just, you, you, it's the whole piece. You need the beginning and the end, and, like, everything that happens in between is, like, it's just so important. Like, it, it, it's, it, it, they can't stand up by themselves, you know? Um, which is funny, though, because 
it's funny y'all y'all mentioned like insecure you know which in my opinion was like not i mean i like every song on the album but in my opinion it wasn't one of the strongest songs to me oh like, no i, I, I love yeah, it yeah thank you i mean people seem to come back to that one yep. more than anyone else over the course of time like even early on it wasn't necessarily like the favorite but like now that like what the album came out in october mm -hmm. uh, and that's the one that probably gets the most plays now, which is funny. Um, that, and, and it is funny how albums exist because you might have a song on your album that's a bit of an outlier uh, that, that you're not sure about. And because it's an outlier, it provides like uh, relief a little bit mm -hmm. during the journey of the album. Yeah. And then that outlier track becomes a track people love the most. Yeah, you know? uh, and that that's, that happens all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny you say that too because <laughs> my partner actually at the time, you know, we actually recently broke up, but we're still cool. Um, <laughs> fucking, she even said when I showed her the album, she was like, "I feel like Insecure doesn't belong on the album. It sounds like it's from a different album." And that was like yeah. one of the critiques, which I thought was funny because I was like, "Nah, it's got to be there. It belongs there." <laughs> so I'm glad I kept it. But you know what? When, when I think about it, it's because of the way you set the album up. I think "Insecure" is almost when it hits a little. It's a little bit surprising, I right? Guess. So I guess that's kind of for me what made it like uh, more memorable because it it was unexpected in terms of the flow of the of the record to that point. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to sort of exist as like a, a bright spot, you know, in this yeah. like you know, this kind of, like, not like a dark landscape, right? But it's, it's it's like a storm in a lot of ways to me, you know? It's like just flashes of light and the sky is red and shit a lot of the time throughout. And, I mean, that was like sort of the initial, I mean, the main meaning of the album, right? Like the sort of underlying theme to everything is navigating uh, a world and a society that is kind of collapsing and breaking but still having to do your everyday shit, like live your actual everyday life um, mm. because you don't really have a choice but to keep doing that. Like you still gotta, you know, it's like if you find out like, you know, the world's whatever, the world's, it's almost like the world's gonna end in like, you know, three years or whatever. I mean, you're still gonna go out, right? Like you're still gonna right. do what you gotta do and hang out with your friends. And if your friend's having a breakdown, you gotta be there for them, right? Like you can't, it, just, it doesn't just stop. So yeah, I feel like that's that's a large part of the meaning of the album was just, you know, uh, you need shit like Insecure in that because that's that's still, still happening. It's still your life. Your life doesn't stop because everything's breaking, you know. There was this uh, article I read from some dude. I think he was like a, he was from like, like Burma and uh, it was like the civil war there like went down and during COVID he was talking about, he wrote this article about how you know, while that civil war happened, he's like in grad school and shit, you know, and there's like fucking burning bodies on the street and shit. And there's like fucking, you know, every once in a while, like a fucking missile will hit a hit a building or some shit and you'll walk by and that building's rubble, but he's on his way to class, you know, he's still going to fucking bars at night and shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. That was, that to me is a uh, kind of terrifying, but profound and almost, like, beautiful in a way, you know? It's, like, melancholic yeah. to still have to travel through all this, like, dam just damaged places, but, you know, 
still like searching for for you know meaning and like what will yeah. get me right you know like yeah. Kind of day, you know yeah i mean it in terms of outlier songs it had me thinking what what am i weird like i'm a i'm a fiona apple nut okay yeah. um so davis about that shit he loves fiona apple yeah i love fiona <laughs> apple and she has an album my called the idler wheel from I think 2013 right. and the last song on the album is is hot knife and it's a very silly song it's like a very yeah. kind of weird silly four minute ending to the album and it's always struck me as odd and then i listened to like a joni mitchell album from 1971 court and spark and that ends with a song it's called twisted or something and it's a very similarly jaunty weird like goofy right. end song from like one of the most dense lyrical people in music history and i was like right. wow yeah. these two like really personal poetic lyricists both made that call on two of their biggest albums to just mm. be like yeah you earned your way to the end let's let's have fun you know <laughs> have a good time. Uh, yeah. and that's such a cool thing i, I don't know it's such a it's such a cool thing to hide that somewhere, you know, um, mm -hmm. and and have it be there for people. So yeah, yeah, this is very human, you know. Right. Like, all of that shit, even in like your darkest moment or like the darkest periods of your life, you know, like you ever be having like a really fucking fucked up conversation with somebody about some really like heavy shit, and then somebody yeah. makes a joke and you both laugh at it, and then you go back to the heavy shit. <laughs> like, I mean, I was at. I was at a funeral. One of my friends uh, lost their child, and oh, I was at a funeral good. with with so with my with my people. We were all there to support him, and I was just making really weird jokes, uh, and we all just were crying, yeah, crying, yeah. And like yeah. people were looking at us, and we were trying to like keep it hush hush. But like this is just how we are, you know. This is just how we deal with damage, you know? Yeah. Um, and and that's, you know, it wouldn't have been us if it wasn't that, you know? Mm. Uh, it wouldn't have been us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, I, I feel you on that, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Intensity takes a lot out of you. <laughs> uh, and it, when, you, when you're performing, when you're creating art, it takes a lot out of you. You can't pump out a Rama every couple months. Um, it's it's something that you have to do, and really put your put your whole heart into, mm -hmm. um, which is why we had to have you here to talk about this. Thank um, you. And what does Rama mean? Because I, I couldn't find a definition for it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's like, well, so I mean, it, there's multiple definitions. Um, okay. so I, I actually like, I mean, you know, Joshua Virtue is what I perform under and it's um you know Joshua Virtue is my my middle name and then my mom's maiden name right so mm -hmm. I've played with names kind of for a lot of my life and more recently I did change my uh you know like just normal navigating throughout the world name to Rama so like Rama is, is my name you know mm -hmm. um and that was like part of what it was was you know you still have to again back to that theme of still having to process and discover yourself even through a collapsing society is like i oh. came upon that name and landed on that name but uh more literally what it means is in spanish it means branch you know um 
and I have this whole thought and idea that uh, I used to be a really spiritual person and a religious person or whatever, and that shit uh, has not always served me well. Um, I feel like I've been harmed and like abused a lot under the guise of like spiritual guidance uh, and mentorship, like a lot of people, you know, this is why cults yep. exist and shit in the first place. Um, not that I was in a cult, but it was close. Um, uh, I have this, you know, I, I kind of wanted to like separate myself from these high spiritual concepts and figure out what was left behind if I wasn't, um, you know, if I wasn't like, I don't know, maintaining like a label of like, this is the thing that I am or all these just, I don't know, floating ideas and shit. Um, so I came to this this conclusion that, uh, you know, everything that exists, like all molecules and matter and yada yada can be viewed as a tree. And um, different cultures and spiritualities and religions, they just dress this tree up in different ornaments um, and decorate it. But once you take all that shit away, the tree is still there. So to me, the name Rama was it was kind of like my idea that like, you know, I just am like, I just exist as like a, a branch of this tree, Rama meaning branch. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's why I call myself that. Uh, it's kind of long when it's hard to like actually describe to people most of the time, but you know, it's, uh, I, I don't like know, it. Rama is like, I do too. yeah, it's like the wholeness of my being. Um, it's yeah. like, like it encompasses Joshua virtue is within Rama, you know, fucking, right uh alex which is like my birth name that's within rama you know i yep. still go by those other names and shit but like when you see me in the streets call me rama because that's just right. that's at most accurate for whatever i'm doing at the time everything's in that you know so it's a yeah. base point yeah that's awesome yep. yes yeah, yep. i love that yep. um yeah more people should think about names in that way uh as you <laughs> um so hey how did you feel about these three albums that we made you listen to shit so yeah it's funny i mean all them shits have been on my radar the only one that i had peeped uh of my own like i don't want to say volition but just the only one i had gotten around to up to that point up to this mm -hmm. point or up to the point that uh you asked me to do the interview i should mm -hmm. say was um Naxaw jim duggan yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is mm -hmm. ironically the one that I spent the least amount of time with in the preparation. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they all have, they're all drastically different pieces, which I fuck with a lot, you know? Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Which makes me really happy. Um, yep. But yeah, definitely I don't know. Spectrum. What we say again? I said it's definitely a spectrum of, of voices. Yeah, exactly. Yep. The intensity um, spectrum, Kay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found it interesting that you chose uh, Kari Fo for uh, intensity. Like, can you can you delve a little deeper into that? Because I feel like she has a very... I mean, there's definitely, like, intense moments and shit, like, you know. But I guess when I think intensity, that that might not have been the word that I used. Like, what was your... Like, why did you, why did you think of that? I, yeah, I'm yeah. into that. I'm into that. The um, So, with me and... I, Kari Fo has an intensity of craft. Yeah. Mm. You know, that I agree was, with. what was the song that she, the, 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 the song I always think about from her uh, first is, what what is it called? It's called, 
rappers, actors, and it's on low-key superstar. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, rap actors, rappers, and wrestlers. <laughs> For sure. Actors, rappers, and wrestlers. And it's such a fucking awesome like concept. And it's so it's so one the hook is so dope. Like yeah. so she to I'm me terrible with like names of songs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking probably have no clue which one you mean, but I'll take your Actors, word for it. Rappers and wrestlers. It's yeah. it's it's not long. It's two minutes and seventeen seconds, but it's yeah. it's just so she's so unique because if she wants to if she wants to convey something, you're she's gonna convey it, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be in your face. Uh, it's it the concept of the song is in your face. Her delivery might not be yelling or anything like that, it but the intensity to me is in the craft. It's in what the song's about, who's on the song. The the beat, the hook, the bridge, uh, the first lines, like she'll hit you in the face. Um, yeah. Make sure you know what she's trying to get get at. And yeah, some people yeah. are are intense with delivery, but they're not really getting you anything. Right. Yeah. You know, she's trying to get your attention, and yeah. and she has something to do with your attention when she gets. Yeah. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I I what I what I like about the albums is it's. You know, it's it's really exploring, you know, the, the definition or the meaning of intensity. Because there's different forms. There's not there's not like one straight ahead form of intensity you, that you view things through. There's different lenses. And all of these, all, all four of the projects that we listen to, they have their intense, but in like different, in different ways and meanings of the word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like the fucking... Yeah, Kari Fowen. I mean, that was interesting that y'all put it like that, because I didn't really even... I mean, I guess when you stop and think about it, though, you know, even, like, the title in and of itself, like, Real Bitches Don't right. Die. Like, right. that's pretty fucking intense, you know? And right. I feel like she has a really powerful way of, like, coming out the fucking gate. Like, you know, she's very good with the first couple of lines are just so specific and, like, hits you and gets you in. I think my favorite hook off the shit was probably um, on dog. What did she say? She said like, um, yeah, he a dog. That's why. That's why I do. That's why we do it raw. You know. I was like, God damn, like it's, it's so hard. Like, uh, she's so funny too. I mean, oh, I, she's and she, what was that? That line? She was like, used to blow my back out. I heard you doing crack now. Are you doing crack now? <laughs> And like, and she she's made so sure that she was like, "Oh my God, what did you just right. say?" Like, that's her intensity. Her intensity yeah. is, she is turned up. I think what I would say about the three albums that we're talking to, all these three people, I would love to share a bottle of hard liquor. <laughs> Man, I feel like sharing hard bottle of hard liquor with Sun Moondy would be like. Oof. I hope that I hope he's not like that in real life. I hope he just like has a nice time. You know, oh, I would I would love it either way. So yeah, Sun Moondy and Athman, uh Midnight Oil, SD Knack, uh Knack saw Jim Duggan, and Real Bitches Don't Die from Carrie Foe. All all of those three, they just their personalities are so big. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're already talking uh Carrie, so I, I have my notes up if you want to start on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I had to, I had to come note with notes too because I'm 
I'm not always very. Oh, you have a whole notebook. Look at that. <laughs> I'm mean, honest. It's just so, just for reference. I probably won't look at it as much as I like want to. You know. Um, because like but, in the you were talking about you were talking about these first lines. Yeah, some of those yeah. lines. Let me give you some lines from the first song. Right. Yeah. First thing. First song. My auntie laid to rest. She knew me best. Before I leave my mortal coil, lather me in cocoa oil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you get, you've got imagery that stands out and pops, right? right. I mean, you're um, – that's – but you've also got real stuff, real emotions, real personal stuff being explored. And in a lot of ways, this album is a, a love letter to Southern rap and what it has done. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things it's done is been able to merge the personal um, with the fun to listen to stuff mm-hmm. um, and sneak that in. So she does a great job on that. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, you know, I feel like you the, the line that you, you just spoke to, like there's this recurring theme across the album of um, family, you know? Yep. Like I can't even remember what the line was, but I'm just in like riding with my like my cousin and my niece, you know. Yep, um, yep. And I feel like so there's also this through line across this project of you know moving from LA to Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's kind of in a lot of ways the point of the album is just like to not compromise yourself for the industry, because you know. I mean, she's big now, but when she first kind of popped out, like, she was big, you know? And, yeah. uh, I mean, I've been in that position of, like, oh, shit, y'all might be next up, you know? Like, I'm going mm-hmm. fucking, go to Soho House and shit and, like, fucking, you know, dance like a monkey for these people. Like, right. it's yeah. a weird feeling. And I'm sure that I don't want to talk shit about L.A. because there's many sides to any city, but there's definitely an aspect of L.A., that is kind of fake, kind of you have to like wear a certain mask and appear a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a lot of ways, the industry sometimes, depending on like what they're trying to mold you into, can be like kind of like anti niggerish, you know? So it's like, <laughs> she was like, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, yeah. she was like, so much of what she's doing, I feel like, you know, that's the thing that makes the South the South, right? Is that it's, it's uncompromising in, in its uh, mm-hmm. cultural aesthetic. And mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a large part of, like, what she was speaking to across the album. Is, is, you know, is, I think she's from uh, she's from Little Rock. but Little Rock, Arkansas, yeah. Right. Yep. I, I looked that up. Um, but, like, the whole, like, Houston thing is just, you know, this person, like, either she has family or she found family in Houston and, you know, she's still, like, she's not signed to a label or anything. She's just, like, making her craft. And it's uncompromising in its beauty. Um, yep. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I really appreciate that. Like, that's kind of the dream to be able to to create in that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fucking hard as fuck. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. When, we were, when we were reviewing mixtapes back back in the day, uh, me and the you set up the site, we agreed. The Houston was one of our favorite places because right. Houston didn't care what trend was popular at any right. point. You know, Houston's gonna do what Houston wants to do, regardless of whether you like it. Yeah. Um, some of that has to do with the size of Texas. 
and the fact that you can go platinum in Texas no, without much of an issue. Like, there's people that are like enormous names in Texas. Like, nobody even spends any time in New York thinking about Slim Thug. Right. Like, Slim Thug does great, you know, that yeah. does great in Texas uh, and, and Little Kiki and all that stuff. So, they have their own set of legends, they live their own cultural lives. So, if she wanted to get away from the pressure, industry pressure, Houston's not a bad place to go. Yeah. Uh, and she, she like, paints it, yeah, and she, like, paints it almost as, like, this protective space, you know? Yep. Um, just, like, get away from, like, a, anything, like, anyone that was, like, really hurting her and harming her, you know? And it's, like, it just, I mean, I can't speak for her, obviously. Like, I mean, cause I don't know the full intent behind the album, but it's, like, it's, like, you know, she came there to, like, reset, you know, get away, like, fuck, like, who am I really? Like, let me, like, start over, you know? Mm -hmm. um, oh, it's a great overview. Yeah. I love it. Hey, do we have, do you have any moments on it that shocked you at all? Shit, let me go to my... I head. mean, oh, shock, shocked me. Uh, not really shocked me. Um, I mean, I was just really, for me, this was, like, the fun... I didn't realize I was going to have so much fun listening to it. This is the most fun, you know, I've had listening to an album this year, I think. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, and and I, I think because she, she has the right blend of, first of all, she's very skilled. Uh, but at the same time, she's, she's not taking herself too seriously. But yet she's taking herself a little bit seriously as well. Yep. Um, so it just comes off really fun. But let me see. I think let's see i did like um i liked gemini plus Ooh, and then yeah. the dog the, the dog song was the one that really stood out to me yeah yeah because i feel like only there there aren't a lot of rappers that could pull off the dog song and not not sound cheesy yeah so i mean i i have notes on all the songs what i ended up doing k knows this is i just pull up i listen to it and i write a note for each song Mm -hmm. uh, and my note for dog was Devin is usually goofy or as of recent years thoughtful reflective but when he aims to get nasty he goes to another <laughs> level mm -hmm. uh, he, she wanted to get wild and he rose to that occasion uh, I wrote I like this one unforgettable reminds me of that too short little Kim song call me mm. back in the 90s uh, but yeah, she did. And I, I think elsewhere in my notes, I had kind of wrote the idea that this is an album that has amazing features. Like, oh, man. Features that people come off really well. Maybe it was the White Caprice song that I wrote this note on. Mm -hmm. Gang Gangsta Boo? Yeah. So Gangsta Boo sounds amazing. These features really pop because the song concepts are great. The hooks are ill. The beats are wonderful. Yeah, everything is set up for the feature to sound great. Um, and the, and White Caprice might be my favorite hook on the album. Um, uh, but it's yeah. it, it's does that make sense as a reading of why the guests are doing so well on this? Uh, Joshua Virgin, yeah, I feel like I mean, they're not just they're not just inserted, you know, I mean? everyone like has their place in a way that I think is uh, important. And it's kind of funny too, cause it's almost like it hits like these different corners, you know, of um, different places in the South, right? Um, you know, yeah, Gangs of Blue, like Memphis, fucking. Yep. 
fucking I think Devin Devin the dude's he he's out of Houston, I think, though, yep, right? Yep, Houston. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Big Crit. Where's Big Crit from? Crit. Crit. Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. Yo, the Big Crit fucking um feature yep. I thought was so dope yep. in that I feel like Crit kind of did the same shit that Kari Fo is sort of doing on this album, right? Not compromising for the industry. Or at least I like to believe, like, I don't really know why Big Crit kind of, like, went under the radar because he was, like, about to pop, like, when he yeah. first popped up. And then yeah, he sort he of, was, you know, you don't hear about him as much unless you're, like, a fucking head, you know? Or, like, you really, you really fuck with him like that. Like, I mean, I was, like, fucking with Big Crit mixtapes, like, way back in the day, you know? Um, right, no, I mean, he said, like, he's, like, Dude, like my my label debut, I had BB King on there, and I had a Spike Lee directed video. Like, right, you and, know, and people still are talking about other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. I just thought that it was it was cool to see him like take taking that role, and also not talking about that at all on the fucking city. Yeah. This versus it's, it's fun, you know what I mean? It's like right. classic shit. It's like it's tight. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I also thought it was kind of funny that one dude, Jazz Cartier, right? Which was maybe oh. probably my favorite feature actually on the album. Like that yeah, shit. You were locked in. Um, you want to talk about delivery, you know, and just being fucking funny, bro. Like, Be, it's like, um, yeah, it was it in the strip club looking for some booty and some wings. <laughs> Man, that's what's funny too, because like when he first popped up, like I'm not familiar with this dude, so when somebody comes out with a feature like that, it was like the first time I hold I heard a uh, fucking. Ice Cold Bishop on some shit, you know? And right, I like, right. That's a great shit. That, like, that. it was nice. But he's from, like, Canada, too, I looked up. So. I love it. You know, it's kind of funny that even in there, like, she found somebody who's, like, as far away as you could possibly get from the South, but still was able to, like, capture and um and pay respect to those sensibilities in the song, too. Like, mm -hmm. it's a very intentionally crafted album, you know? Oh, man. And, it, um, and, and so, to me, if, like... If you have one killer feature, that's great. And you have two killer features, that's great. But then you have like four, five, six, and the features yeah. are all great. They all have their place. At yeah. that point, I'm giving credit to the primary artist, right? And saying, look, that this table's being set so people can succeed, right? right. This is a good program. Uh, you know, the beats by Folix. Folix does most of these beats. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. And they have a they have a real relationship here. This album has a sound, right? It yeah. has a very specific sound, and mm -hmm. that sound isn't compromised. It's built on throughout the throughout the album, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my you were talking about like transitions and shit, you know? Like, yeah, everything was oh. very seamless. And I mean, I think my favorite one was uh, shit. I wrote it down too. Fucking damn, I can't. I think it was like it wasn't dog into. Yeah, it was like dog into white cap uh, caprice. Oof. Like that shit was so fucking just, mm, you know. Like I yeah. love shit like that where it's like you're not even sure that the last song ended. You know, mm -hmm. you, you slide into the next one. It's like that. That. Oh. And the I think my my favorite beat on the album is "Past Life." Mm. Uh, it's possibly my second favorite song. Uh, but she she sings her ass off on that. And I mean, one of the things I noted was if you're going to sing and rap, you need to have serious personality and a grounded perspective that we can follow. Interesting. Uh, because 
if you if you can sing real well and you can rap real real well and you're pulling yourself in a hundred directions, you're less cohesive than a great rapper. You're less cohesive than a great singer, right? Yeah. Because a great singer giving me a great album, yeah. I know what I'm getting, right? But if yeah. if I, if you have all those skill sets running, you kind of have to focus a little bit more because you right. have more tools to organize. If right. that makes sense. And you have choices. Like you wouldn't use a screwdriver to hammer in a nail. You know what I mean? So if you have like a extensive toolbox, it becomes not only, you know, how you use the tools, but do you have the discernment when to use, when to use the tools in the right situation? So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like speaking to my own experience and uh, like, I feel like early on, I used to be like, yo, I'm trying to be like a triple threat. I want to be like singing and rap and fucking, you know, poetry and all that shit. And I don't think I really understood that that was what I was getting wrong, you know, until like y'all actually just described it right now. Um, and yeah, to be able to like carry like that personality between the rap and the singing, like, and bridge that gap. I mean... I, I want to say there's not a lot of artists who can really do that, you know? Um, I suppose there are, but those are just the ones that we heard, right? Like, all the rest mm -hmm. got lost in the fucking wave of art that's, you know, the last, like, 20 years since the internet became, like, how you do everything. And she can just do it very seamlessly, um yeah, like yeah. The, the delivery the ask like even like the delivery across both is just so like it's the same you know it's like the same like mm -hmm. softness across the board um like the same like color if that makes sense yes yes like, yeah yeah i mean it's you know what i was thinking about okay when we we're talking about uh needing to focus your tools right my favorite ty dollar sign album is free tc from 2015 yeah it was a great one and to me, he's, it's never been the same, right? Because Free TC, I know exactly what that's about, right? And he knew exactly what that was about, right? And so the rest of his albums have been kind of a grab bag of big industry people that owe him a song because he did a song for them. Mm -hmm. And like, and it hasn't been cohesive and coherent, right? So... Harry has that talent to be able to just organize these things and and all of the projects that I've heard that that have her name on it mean something. Yeah. And yeah. and they're fun too. Like yeah. you don't sacrifice any fun. Yeah. I was thinking about that too like you know cuz she does the same thing that y'all are speaking to with with rapping and singing. Um, and she also does it with these little, like, my, I, I don't know, for lack of a better term right now, I think it's a good, good term for the, like, almost like micro hooks, right? Like, yes, just bridges. Yes, yes. Throughout the songs, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like, they're bridges, you know? But, like, they also, like, they don't necessarily, like, I mean, that's, like, it's a hell of bridges, you know? It's, like, fucking Davenport bridges. Yep. You know, it's yep. fucking everywhere. And, like, I really, uh, admire that, just, you know the ability like to know like no nah, we need something here like we need something to fill this space instead of just like letting it stand on itself which i think people sometimes feel almost they're arrogant in that they, they believe that uh, you know they're 
their raps are enough to maintain somebody's attention across this whole song. Like, I don't have to change anything up, which people can and can do and should do. You know, like it can be bars, 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 bars if you want it to. But if you want it to be fun, like it's not going to work like that. You know, like you yeah. have to continue to flip it on a motherfucker. Like you have to like a board game is fun because it's constantly changing, you know? Um, I'm with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like she does such a good job of that, and like not being afraid to fuck with like, um, uh, like, like, uh, you know, like effects and shit over her voice in certain places, mm-hmm. and the yeah. chanting aspect with like the you know, there are certain points in the album where it's like she just like stacks like a bunch of like fucking like bad bitches like you know this is chanting yeah. like this phrase. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds yep. like it's like jump rope. You know what I mean? Like it has like this yep. inherent fucking. I don't know. It's like it feels like the real world. You know, like, it, yeah. it takes you back down to earth. Like with the way she it has a playground stuff. feeling to it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I'm with okay. you. Yeah, I I think that's awesome. And and. Okay, I think what you, you, we talked about what about this is intense. The first thing I thought of was me first. Uh, me first is it, it's not aggressively delivered. It's kind of delivered in a hushed tone. Um, mm-hmm. But if you listen to what she's saying, it's like it's very boldly, intensely like, look, you know, this is me. I'm I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. Yeah. And and leads into this chanting in the background, like you said, that comes in on the hook. Uh, yeah, to me, that's a very for me. Like I so with the intensity in regards to Car- Carrie, Carrie, I I I interpret it as, as intensity of sincerity. Like she's mm-hmm. there's a sincerity about her. Yep. Uh, like you know, how do I say this? Because she reminded me a lot of Meg, Meg the Stallion in terms of like the flow, but there's like a sincerity about Kari that's a little bit more. It's more intense. Yep. You know, what I mean, like I think of not uh, not Meg the Stallion. What was what was her Tina Snow? Was that her alter ego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tina Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So there was like it reminded me a lot of that, almost like that swag, swag rapping. But there was an intensity of sincerity to it. Right. And, you know, she intertwined like that, that in terms of, you know, the swag rapping uh, and the boasting. But there was a lot of personality and there was a lot of, you know, personal things. And, and like, like you said, family aspect as well into it. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she intertwined that and mixed it all together and, and made like this really like potent album uh in my opinion absolutely and, and, and i think one of the things that's to to build on your point Kay, like every aspect of what she's doing whether it's effects on the voice or mini hooks they all still represent her and her perspective mm-hmm. nothing's forced right right uh, but right. she is one of those people who it's a weird comparison for some folks but uh, like Namir Blade. Uh, Namir Blade is one of those people who isn't really solely a rapper, isn't really solely a singer, is produces his own stuff, and like doesn't really care about definitions and is much more about like as a whole artist, I gave you a badass album. Enjoy that. 
right? Yeah. Um, and I think I don't think I know that name actually. Yeah, that's oh, a no. Carrie Carrie Fowl. That's that's what I think she is as well. There's a lot of singing. There's a lot of rapping. I don't think she would care about the distinction. I think right. she's basically like, I'm giving you dope albums. Enjoy that. Right. Uh, and it's a new, it's just a new way of thinking from, you know, the past where it was very bound in these solid, rigid definitions. Right. I mean, in a way, it's like she's, you know, I mean, she's a vocalist, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's not a rapper. She's not a singer. Like she's a vocalist. She, her voice is her her shit. And that's what's gonna whatever she needs to do with it to get her point across. She does that, and even like going off that too. I feel like that's the thing that a lot of rappers. I mean, again, like you know, if I if I'm if I'm critiquing some shit, it's probably something that I also feel like about my own shit. Where yeah. uh, <laughs> a lot of rappers nowadays want to be, they just want to say the headiest shit possible, right? the most, like, interesting, like, weird shit you can say. You know, everybody kind of wants to be, like, this abstract nigga, which is fine, and I really, really, really fuck with that, right? Because, obviously, I'm on the same shit, like, you know, 60, 70% of the time. Mm -hmm. But it's hard, actually, to make a... a to do something that's both well-written and easily digestible, you know? Uh, yep. She's able to be conversational and personable in this way that you don't have to think twice about what anything meant really, you know? And people act like that shit is easy to do, but that's no. hard to do in a way that is, that can really arrest somebody's attention in the way that she does, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, delivery, like how is it being said? You know, how does it pull together? Like it's the whole picture. Like, I feel like that she's constantly looking at things from this, bird's eye view of like what is this whole thing gonna be like what is it all gonna like mean together in the end you know um yeah yeah like i feel like she she operates across these tracks like a uh not like a rapper who's like the centerpiece of everything really like she's a tool to the, the intention being created to, to the to the main goal that the song is achieving um yeah, yeah. and people don't do that all the time not not anymore you know i don't know i feel like everybody's trying to be like you know yeah, it's it's yeah, almost like <laughs> it's almost like the difference between an, an actor and an actor director, right? You know, you know like the, the, the actor director is trying to like obviously nail their scene, nail their character, but for the movie to work, right. you know, um, and not to the, be like the hottest nigga on set, you know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's uh it's not a go for mine attitude anymore, and so to. To your point, I think what most makes me think of that is the end of this album. Mm -hmm. uh, Drunk mm -hmm. words, sober thoughts into borrowed time. Mm -hmm. uh, my notes, I mean, so we talked about lines, right? Her first verse on drunk words, sober thoughts is so hard. It's She says, this is for my gangsta bitches that need forehead kisses. <laughs> yeah, I remember that with the shit. Oh, okay. right. uh, yeah. So, I wrote it here. She seems like an absolutely fascinating person. Uh, she gives us sparse moments on this album where she strips away the thick, rich environment and stands naked on the track. Uh, and the end of this song is just beautiful. Um, and then you go quiet. You go borrowed time. Mm -hmm. 
where I, I wrote here, she pulled the universe together and guided this to its end with her voice. Uh, I just hope they're proud of me looking down at me mm -hmm. from the sky. And she says it in this just very sincere way uh, that really, like, you know exactly what the album's about. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I really like that one a lot. Like, Borrowed Time, I think, was one of the ones that just kind of hit me the most, you know? Um, yep. You know, I think the thing that kind of carried me the most with that one, too, was even, like, she says some shit like, um, you know, like, even if this doesn't cut through, like, at least I tried. Um, yes. Like, where it's just this sort of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? not released but it's almost like a submission to like you know just just the movement of everything that is like i did i acted as much as was possible for me and the rest is just gonna gonna move of its own accord and i'm okay with that you know especially with the whole like, escaping from the industry type shit um and like allowing allowing herself to be like vulnerable uh not just because i mean you know she's done that like on on other albums for sure but in this context, I feel like it has more meaning because it's, 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 this is, this album is probably the most comfortable where she, I feel like I've heard her the most comfortable in her like culture. You know what I mean? I don't want to say that she was, I don't want to say she was like putting on a mask in like different ones, but this one is, it's just, it's just so South. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so, yeah. awesome. it's so like, awesome. I never heard her like this. Not on like not to this extent, you know. Like it definitely yeah. was always been bleeding through, but like here it's just a hundred percent. And she was like, "Fuck it, like I'm not gonna compromise any of that selfhood or my culture for any of this shit." And it's still gonna be dope as fuck, and you're gonna enjoy it. And if you didn't, like, that's not really important, you know? Right. Um, it's and it's 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 totally different sounding from low key superstar, right? Mm -hmm. Like the mm -hmm. talent is still the talent, but like. No one's gonna listen to this and go, "Oh, you just did low-key superstar in a different way." No, not at all. It's totally different, um, yeah. and you have to give her credit for that. Yeah. Um, it's it's awesome. So, absolutely, um, yeah. Any anything else that we haven't talked about, Kay? That we should? No. Yeah. So it's it's a really interesting thing because to me. She's real different from someone like SD Knack. Uh, because Knack, Knack has already dropped three projects this year. Yeah. Um, and this Carrie Carrie Fowl, like she her last album was 2021, you know. Mm -hmm. Um so it's she's, she takes time to, to develop this stuff. It's a different approach. Um uh, Knack saw Jim Duggan. <laughs> hey ridiculous uh, what's your favorite ad lib what's your favorite <laughs> I mean so the, the order I listen to I listen to Rama first uh, I listen to Kari Kari second Midnight Oil third and then uh, Naxaw Jim Duggan Jim you finished Duggan. it yeah. with Naxaw yeah yeah because okay. I'd never heard of him before so um <laughs> he, and I didn't realize. So I'm guessing he was with Griselda. He's associated yeah, with Griselda. Griselda album. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it was. 
It was interesting, is what I'll say. <laughs> it was interesting. It was like the, I mean, it was the perfect, I think it was the best, it was the best way to end end the end the trip, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have wanted to end it with Midnight Oil. Um, but so I, I thought there was there was some energy to it. I did like like I'm not familiar with wrestling. So I did like that, you know, he got the actual wrestler wrestle that he was referencing. Yep. Um but it, it it was okay to me. It was it was solid. It's yeah. uh so I think this is designed so uh Knack is a volume puncher. You know, I think I said that in the mm. in the, the breakdown that Knack Knack goes at a speed that is pretty pretty awesome. And I was I there was one of the songs where I felt like he said that his penis was going to space. Uh we made history. We made history. He said that his penis was going to space. Um, and I went to click on the the genius lyrics, and they were just question marks. They were just like, <laughs> like this dude. I don't know what this dude is saying. I don't know what this dude is saying. He's going too fast. He's so good. Uh, not all of it's in English. I don't even know what this dude is saying. Like he is. He's like that. This album's intention, in my mind, is to drown you in ST Matt. Yeah. It's 51 yeah. minutes and 51 seconds, okay? Mm. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to drown you <laughs> and make you like, who is this dude? Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, and this was the longest the longest project of, of the four as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easy. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's definitely, um, it's a lot. My, my, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. It's, yeah. it's he is weird though because there is like I don't know. Knack is smarter than he appears to be, mm. right? He has a very goonish attitude and a, a like delivery, right? He he really enjoys being salacious, um, and there's lots of lines I wrote down that that will prove it, uh, but. He's also very thoughtful and he's very funny. Yeah. So there's a lot of dark humor going on throughout the album uh, that is just, it hits you out of nowhere and it's, it's, it gives me the giggles. It's great. No, yeah. I mean, I feel, I don't know. I think he's just, he's just street as fuck, you know? Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think he, he, appear like not that you were like meant it this way i think he appears incredibly intelligent you know what i'm saying like i feel like that dude would hustle me out of my fucking shoes while i was walking in them you know and like i don't know i feel like i really fuck with those i really fuck with what i mean you know we all have our issues with griselda right mm -hmm. but i really fuck with like what they aim to do in terms of just like lifting these dudes who have this like fucking like power flow up, you know <laughs> he's like his friend you know it's like Nack saw jim duggan like jim duggan like you know a hacksaw and shit like that dude like raps like a power tool you know yep. It's, yep. it's absurd he like will break a beat you know he'll yep. like create his like almost like 
to like coerce his own flow into a beat where it maybe doesn't belong. Like it, it's just funny to me because like there's so many songs where I feel like like just like you're almost like not supposed to be here, right? Like he just right, like, right, right. literally like cuts into it. And I don't know, it's funny because I feel like he's maybe the most maybe not the most, but out of all the dudes at Griselda right now, you know, I mean, he's a rapper's rapper, but he's just fucking entirely, like, coloring outside the lines, which is, like, my favorite thing. And I think this is, mm-hmm. those are the ones, the the rappers from Griselda that I fuck with the most on that level, you know? Like, I feel like Gun does that shit, too. And those are the ones who I feel like have more longevity, ultimately, because as much as I fuck with, like, say, like, Conway and Benny, you know, it got a little, it got a little stale after a while. Like, I'm not that excited when a Benny or a Conway project drops anymore. And early right. on, I was really excited. But I feel like they don't, stylistically, they just don't, they might not, I don't know, maybe Conway, maybe Conway has that kind of longevity, but sometimes, you know, it falls flat to me. You know, I wasn't like the biggest fan of like Lulu even, you know, which is like an Alchemist produced album which it gets forgotten about a lot it does. it's like you it's know. it's because it's all right honestly it's like yeah. it's fine there's some really good joints out there but it's not the craziest shit and i feel like sc knack is you know stylistically he's doing something where like you'll be talking about that in a few years and you can come back and like dissect that shit in a different way because he's not you know he can't it, it's 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 just it doesn't have a, a lot. There's not a line, you know? It just does what it fucking wants to do. It's almost, he's all, it's almost an anti-flow, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hits where it's supposed to. It's just fucking weird as shit. Like, yeah, like, it's like, it's like someone hitting a speed bag. It, it's just, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's a rhythm, but like, is there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I would say like the interesting part of this, my first read on this K, cause I have, I've digested a lot of SD Knack. This is, so the the album V Don is my favorite rap, right? Um, yeah, I actually Don, haven't heard it. I'm not like, crazy familiar with this shit. I've heard like um, a couple at the Mini Mansion dust joints, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I heard this one, and I, what was that? Well, I mean, this wasn't an SD Knack album, obviously, but it almost was. Like, what was the shit that fucking West Side Gun put out, like, last year? It was like... Oh, right, no, it was one of those... Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was yeah. his album, but, like, there was so much yeah. SD Knack on it. Like, it yeah, almost yeah, yeah. was also an SD Knack. He does that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would so, I would say the that one's awesome. V-Don makes people sound awesome over these, like, luxury beats, and it's awesome. The, the, he delivered a mini mansion dust like collaboration album that's produced by his guy Mr. Rose who produces most of his stuff. Oh, okay, all right. That's really <laughs> well done. Oh, my and bad, you going back to you talking about uh, Brap, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, th- but these these are the other projects as well. I would say uh, my first read when I when I listened to Naxxaw Jim Duggan was oh shit. They gave him the boring starter pack of Griselda beats. And Mac was like, you're not losing the game for me. This is my shot. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you give me. If you think about this, so think about this. We have, for this show, we have heard four albums, right? Rama, Midnight Oil, 
Real Bitches Don't Die, and Naxxaw, Jim Duggan. Which is the worst produced album? You would say Naxxaw? Yep. No shit. I mean, yep. I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of a fucking sucker, though, for them Gazelle would. Beat, bro. Like, I, I think like that fucking, they've used that same fucking, like, boom bap, like, drum break in, like, gotta be, like, hundreds of songs. And every time I'm like, damn, that's a fucking beat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Every time. Somebody yes. else was saying that shit about that same shit on like uh, Twitter recently. Fucking what's his um unruly? Unruly, yeah, he killed that. Shit. Like, yeah, yeah. like Gazelle keeps doing the same beat over and over, and I was just like, I, it still hits. Yeah, they, I don't know. Like, it's just, these it's are very right. sleepy, Denny Laflair <laughs> beats uh, that are just like a you lot of like, that's funny. Know, crucial the guillotine beats that are like meh, but like. He would knack was like, This is my shot. I don't give a fuck. Right. Like, I'm going for 40, 10, and 9. Like, right. I it don't doesn't matter. He, he lifts yeah. them up, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. he that's why to me, this is such an impressive performance because he's like, All right, you know, you you gave me these, I'll 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 take these, but I'm taking them to another level. I'm he stretches right. his voice even more than usual. Into these melodic sing songy things that are like really out there, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I, I still feel like that to be honest. Um, I how, like they still do like the Griselda is some of the only niggas who will do like I'm gonna sing on this track, but like really bad, you know. And you're gonna like, <laughs> yeah, oh, they like that. So yep. funny, <laughs> love when niggas do that so bad, like. <laughs> Oh man, I I love these song titles, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they all, I gotta check this shit again. He's good with those too. Knackman Coltrane, old old MacDonald had a farm. I mean, come on. <laughs> and it's weird, like I read them all in his voice, you know, like his persona is just permeating fucking everything. It it's does. Like, it really does. Like all the caps, like yeah, so it sounds like. Kay, did you have a peak persona moment where you were like? This guy's nuts. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, okay, let me pull up the track listing. Um, I, I liked uh, what is it? Fetty Guerrero. Mm. Fetty Guerrero. That's awesome. Fetty Guerrero. Uh, I think even even the uh, the green cellophane. I think those two. Yeah, green cellophane doesn't get talked about enough. I think a lot of people are talking about Angel Dior because yeah, that is yeah. the one that they think is the most experimental yeah, for his yeah. sing-song flow. Uh, yeah. But to me, Green Cellophane is way crazier. Uh, it has a real fuzzy, weird beat. On that song, I think this is why Kay loves it. On the song, Mac says, the way Shorty fuck, it can make me paint the ceiling. I heard that one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the words. Like you'd be driving in your car and they'll say this, and you're like, hey, hey, "That's good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was that uh, so, <laughs> so it's 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 a real wild thing. My favorite persona moment. It's a very small <laughs> moment at the end that just made me smile very deeply. So we've talked about we we had I think it was last year. We had Steel Tip Dove and Mighty Healthy talking about, you know, friends in production for the year. 
And uh, we talked about Conductor Williams and the Conductor Williams tag. Uh, the Conductor, we have a problem thing. Mm. And how he was hitting it like 15 times in a track, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. just to mess with people. And there's a point at the end of Conductor, we have a problem where he starts hitting the, the Conductor tags again. And Mac kind of says, we ain't got no motherfucking problem. <laughs> I think this is such an amazing meeting of strong-willed performers. Like, yeah. Doctor yeah. is unwilling to stop hitting the tag. And then, like, ST Mac is engaged in conversation with it. Uh, and and naming the song after it. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. So cool. Yeah. And I think that's always going to be the thing that Griselda does the best, right? It's just curation, you know? Like, oh. Oh. we pull together for this whole shit. And, I don't know, too much, you know? Like, uh, and that's the whole shit with the, with the ad-libs, right? Like, nobody oh. turns their ad-libs up that high ever, except for them. <laughs> and it's just too much. It's supposed to be too much, you know? Yep. And, like, you can't hear what... You can't hear the lyrics because you some some people going, do, 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 do. <laughs> you know like yeah you're not you're not supposed to hear them like it doesn't right. matter I just think that that's it's kind of even like speaking back to like fucking Kari Fo and shit you know it's uncompromising like it's not really? you're gonna listen to this shit and you're gonna fucking like it this is what we we made you know um it doesn't yeah I feel like even like across like my own career like that's something that I've 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 worried about too right it's like damn like. I don't know, are they going to get this, you know? Is this too much in, like, my own neck of the woods or whatever? Is this, can they hear my lyrics on this shit? And, you know, I'll go back and hear, hear something that I created, like, years ago and just be like, damn, like, I should have turned that one shit up even though it was kind of fucking up the mix a little bit, you know, push into to the red. And I just looked at the red, but I didn't think about how it sounded and how it felt and, like, what the fuck I was trying to do. Mm. And they can do that in a way that I think uh no one else has really been able to and well, not that no one else has been able to but you know they they do it in a very special way um yeah. oh, it's kind of funny i kind of like i'm like i'm not like crazy about griselda lately though you know just because like while the like fucking whole like imagery thing it's just been like i don't know this has been like a lot of like discourse about that shit recently and i'm just like man like yeah it is weird you know but the Hitler stuff, yeah, yeah. Hitler shit, yeah. you know, it's just like, what are we doing, y'all? Like, come on, man. It just gets like tired. And it's just like, and I feel like that's kind of a funny thing, too. But, like, I'll go back and like listen to a fucking West Side Gun album. And, like, like I don't know, have people ever been in public listening to a fucking West Side Gun album and, like, you don't want anyone to see your phone? Yeah. It's like, that's just weird, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, I don't. I feel um, like I'd be doing myself a disservice not bringing up like. <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, I don't, I don't really deal with the. My whole thing has been, not only am I Jewish and I'm not a big Hitler guy, you know. Not a big Hitler guy. If you, you got a problem, put it in the comments. You know, <laughs> it's my thing. I'm just okay. not big into him. I'm not a. I'm not pro. So, I would say. The, so aside from that, just in terms of West Side Gun's career, I think his best work has been away from those albums. I, I, I got one is great. Uh, the Paris album is great. Right. Supreme Blind you know, is probably my favorite West Side Gun joint, actually. Right, right, right. right. So, like, he, to me, 
I don't even, I can't even name which one of those would be my favorite. And I've heard so many of them, you know, um, I, I don't, they don't really stay with me or stick like his other work. So I'm cool to cut it out and not, not it doesn't hurt me. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody's on dirt somewhere. If someone's not proclaiming their fucking like, you know, not to even say, I don't even know that fucking gun's got like, I don't think he's got Nazi ties, but he's certainly got anti-Semitic ties. Like that's for sure. Even if he's not, if it's just like a shock thing, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, he like, certainly likes know. gross things. It seems to appear that it's a shock thing, but like yeah. regardless, there's certain, uh, there's definitely a level of like, irresponsibility. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, fucking Big Flowers was talking about that shit recently. It was just like, you know, yep. What are we doing? Like you've already you've made it to this level, and you're still kind of like pushing this 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 idea you know yep and, yep you know yep. it's like all, it was i mean maybe it was like all cute and shit before but like now it's like i don't know you, you literally don't have to do it like you want but i mean i don't know everybody's on some kind of fucking dirt right like the bigger you get the more dirt that you uncover about these niggas so it's like it's I mean, and beyond all of that because i think that stuff can be argued but let me tell you this mm-hmm. if if the clips we're giving us a Lord willing 10, we would be like, nah, man, move on. Like, I love Lord willing, but man. It's not like, a, like, it's like an artistic level. Yeah. It's not an artistic level. Like, I, I'd like you to move on. But, <laughs> you know, I know I'm Jewish and I don't like Hitler, and that's where we disagree. But, you know, uh, I, you whether or not. You love Hitler, West Side Gun. I think it's about time to move on. Yeah. Um, anyway, SD yeah. Nack, you know what I'm saying? But no, it, that, that yeah, shocking yeah. stuff comes into this because Tucker Carlson is a big part of this. The interview. Yo, I was wondering about that. And that shit did weird me the fuck out. Like, how are we finna open up an album with Tucker Carlson? That shit was so wonky and off to me. I was like, what are we doing? This right shit now? is weird. But it is par for the course of Griselda of being like, oh, y'all don't like this guy? Ha, ha, ha. He starts the album and finishes. I don't album. know. I mean, I do like the idea of, like, repurposing something that's, like, kind of painful and, like, turning it into something, like, useful for, for um, yep. uh, artistry. But I don't really know that that's what they meant to do. I think they <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about and talking about fucking... Getting a lot of credit, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Uh, I think yeah, I, I think they genuinely thought it was funny to have Tucker's voice here uh, with Knack, uh, and and it was. But I like one of the things I like about this album K is that it is it is very Dominican, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it's all it about that. And and that there's there's sounds, there's kind of salsa sounds that creep in, uh, and. It's just very cool to have that be front and center on his Griselda debut. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that he, like, yeah, just even the fact that he came out the gate fucking speaking Spanish, like, the first, like, two lines on the album, I think, are, like, in Spanish or maybe even more. And I was like, that's dope, you know, to just, like, kind of, like, come forward with your fucking culture, like, out the gate like that instead of, like, trying to make it something that everybody could understand, you know, especially because, like, rappers slave so much over their first, like, couple of bars. Like, how am I going to grab people's attention, grab as many people as possible's attention? He was like, nah, like, I'm enough, you know? And it did, like, hold my attention. 
And so, and the cover, K. So, Taxaw Jim Duggan as a wrestler always brought the American flag to the ring. The flag in that picture is the Dominican flag. Uh, I did like the cover. Great cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. So the thing, so we talk about pros and cons a lot, right? Different styles of, of, of doing hip hop, different pros and cons. The, the different, the, the pro for Knack is that when you, when you give as much as Knack does, when you put out as much as Knack does, he's always in the zone. So if you heard him first as a guest feature on Don't Go Outside by Unruly and Clown Cat, yeah, you might fall in love with him because he killed that verse, right? But you know, if you first heard him on, you know, uh, West Side Guns album, then you might fall in love with him there because he killed that verse. You know, like he's his sword is always sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're the kind of artist like Carrie Fox is, she she will fall out of the spotlight for a couple of years. Right, I see what you're saying. So lock yourself in a room, get your transitions right, get your album the way you want it. You will, you'll withdraw, and when you do that, you run the risk of your sword not being sharp, you not being outside. You know. Right. So it's, yeah, Max on the other side of that balance sheet. You know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. On the other hand, like the condo, right, would be that, like, you know, you have all these projects and it's hard for motherfuckers to follow, you know, and real shit. that shit gets real lost shit. behind too, right? Like, how many, how many fucking like SC Nag albums have, like, you know, I like, I mean, I don't know, I'm just one person, like, what the fuck I think maybe doesn't matter, but like, how many uh, uh, SC Nag albums have, have, have I not heard, you know, that could have been the one if we like put powered more, like, into just that one. I don't know. Um, yeah, I have a really funny relationship with, because uh, I used to be all about that, like, rapid fire as many projects as possible a year yep. now. Thing. Yep. And uh, I think I found that there's ways to keep your sword sharp without just pumping out more and more albums, right? Um, even if that might mean, like, doing hella features, you know? Um, which, like, certain people definitely do and stay doing. But... I mean, I agree that, like, the sheer, like, quantity at which SC Knack is releasing work is able to, like, maintain his his um, artistry and, like, pro- pro- progress his artistry in a way that, like, maybe a lot of people aren't able to uh, experience, you know? Like, I feel like, for me, it's... I just wish that I could be be doing that. I had time to do what the fuck he was doing. And just keep right, right. Up, you know, like really, like if I could just put out, like, just keep making shit and keep putting out albums and stop worrying about like whether it's gonna be promo or residual or yada yada. Like that dude was like, he's so outside that like he's got people behind him regardless of anything. And then you know he's got the Griselda right. connected shit too, so he can do that, right? So mm-hmm. I see you what you're saying. Like it's, it's definitely like for someone like him, it probably stays a pro but yeah i mean for his camp at least you know but for an outsider like me looking in like there's so many sd knack albums i haven't heard because there's just too many of them yeah i was lucky i was i mean there are rmpp discord shout out to rohan yeah, um, yeah and 
I was like, all right, I am now in on SD Knack. I have now understood what is great. It's crazy. This was before Knack saw. This was like, yeah, I kind of reevaluated. I was like, well, I was like, give me the Knack albums I need to hear, and they were able to list off here's the specific ones. Uh, But you need a guy. You You need a guy for for Knack. You can't just (laughs) start. You know, it's it's too much. There's a lot. There's a lot. Right. Um, But it's it's interesting because he's like. The 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 con, of course, is that if you put out that much at that clip, you're gonna put out a lot of stuff that just isn't classic necessarily. That isn't right. like all time right. legacy stuff. Right uh, now, here's the thing: if you stay in your zone and you get better in your zone, you're probably gonna hit a few that are just brilliant, high level. Just because your your comfort level is at its peak, your yeah. talent's at its peak, your your circle is is good and they're developing and getting better, and and you probably hit one or two just perfect. Um, but you're gonna have a lot of okay or interesting, but not there or a couple songs away, you know, um, stuff. And he just lives through that, pushes through it, is like on to the next one. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the difficulty is because I think of like a like a, a visual artist, like a painter or something like maybe Picasso. Uh, you know, what I mean, like Picasso created thousands of works, but at the end of the day, they were able as a, you know, as an audience, as a public, we're able to distinguish like his most important ones, his masterpieces from like his sketches or the ones where he was just trying to work ideas out. Right. So if you're if you're a rapper and artist, if you're going to release a lot of material, you have to figure out a way to, to distinguish between, okay, these are just projects where I'm sharpening my tools or where I'm having fun. And these are the projects where, like, you know, I'm really trying to say something or, or projects that I deem to be important. Right. And, and the risk a lot of rappers do when, with this model is, you know, you're releasing everything. But there's no distinguishing uh, aspects between the projects. So then, when you release something that you you feel is important, everyone was like, everyone's like, "Oh, it's just another project from him." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't take it seriously or they ignore yeah. it, and you end right. up hurting your legacy in the long run. Right. Yeah, that's nope. the thing. Like dead ass, because that's like that's the same shit. That was that was the end of it. It's like it's almost like not fair, you know? Like you huh. spend all this time like. I call it like spirit balling, you know what I mean? Where like, or sorry, spirit bombing. Like, yeah, I want to treat an album like the spirit bomb. I want to sit there with that motherfucker for a long time, or, or freeze, freeze it will live, right? Then <laughs> 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 everything goes to shit, and all that time I spent fucking focusing into it, like, didn't mean shit, right? But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they they paint in such a way. Like the Griselda camp, or at least I shouldn't even say the whole camp, but SC Knack at least is putting shit out in such a way that he's not worried about a masterpiece, you know? He yep. just leaves the yep. work behind and whatever's there, people will do with it like what they want. And if they decide to make it a masterpiece, then like, all right, cool. But like, I'm already like two projects ahead and shit. Mm. But I do agree, like, you know, that, that's like, you know, 
it's clear they don't give a fuck, right? Like, they're <laughs> not worried about that shit. But I am. And sometimes I wish they would worry about it just so that, like, you know, some of these artists who are so, like, talented could really, like, shine in their splendor in a way that, you know, they might not be able to if they just keep fucking pumping shit out. And, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's I think maybe the comparison would be Vic Spencer. Like, yeah, Vic... Vic has all these different projects running with these different producers and these different people. So he has like the Sunny Jim stuff over here. He has right. August Fanon stuff over here. And so he's building different relationships all over the board and just kind of like dropping new installments. Yeah. Um, and like sometimes those relationships come to a fruition where you're like, that's his best work. Uh, but a lot of times it's just new Vic, right? Where he's just going nuts. Right. Uh, and I think Knack is kind of... Yeah, it's kind of funny like that too that you mentioned that because, I mean, all, all, all due respect to Vic Spencer for mm -hmm. sure, you know? Um, I don't even know Cat, but like, you know, he's like Chicago, like legend and shit. Yep, really yep, yep. Um, but it's funny because like, I've been like wanting to try and get it. I actually... I've never heard of a Vic Spencer album and I've wanted to get into Vic Spencer for like quite a while. Um, yep. But I'm not like really, I'm not really sure like where to start because he has so much material, you know? The, and that's not even like a slide against him. It's just No, like, I would, no, it's, it's just a, it's just, it's just about like, I need a map to get to where I want to go. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, it's just the byproduct, like being one of those dudes who just puts out so much fucking work, you know, like it has its, its, its place. It has, it has its pros and its cons, you know, like there's drawbacks to it. But... I would say the psychological cheat sheet series. Okay. With Fanon yeah. means a lot to him. Okay. Um, it means a lot to him and you'll understand why it's, okay. it's yeah. Um, so I would, I would start there. It, it but yeah, it's it's there's some tracks on here on on the Knack album I would lose. Uh, I love We Made History. Uh, I love Green Cellophane. Uh, I think I would cut Tall Commando. Uh, you know, uh, I love the Bunductor. We have a problem. Uh, I think I would probably cut. You know mass money wires which is over five minutes long and i'm not sure why that one's so good <laughs> um, so weird it, it, so there's i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff on here but it is it is a lot i mean spacex is great too i had to do spacex on spacex he says he wants to do a song with cardi b oh that would be nuts that would be marvelous that would kill me yeah and Knack describes the song as Dominican jazz rap, which is beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, like, I feel like I would have to listen back a few more times to, like, know, like, if there was something, like, I wanted to cut, you know? I, like, so, I don't know. It's so hard. People say that to me all the time where they're like, yo, like, I, I don't know. We should cut this song and that song. Why did they didn't need that one? Yeah, and it's so hard for me to know what to do with that as an artist, because they're probably right, but I know that when I'm in that zone, crafting some shit and putting it together, every song is so fucking important 
to the overall yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the hard part about editing, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but that definitely, like, surely is working to my detriment, though, and the detriment of a lot of artists sometimes, that their vision is, is, is you know, their vision is is somehow bigger than the project itself. So they try and make the project big enough to fit the vision. And, you know, the project becomes so bloated that it, it pieces of it collapse in on themselves, yeah. you know, and yeah. are forgotten. Because you, you see the beauty in what you created. Right. So you keep it there, but even when it doesn't fit there. Uh, yeah, it doesn't yeah. belong. That's, you know? That's a real issue. Okay, uh, what, what, what stood out to you? Regarding this project? Yep. Songs. Any songs? Oh, uh, oh, the song, like I said, let me get the track listing out again. I mean, to be honest, like, I, by the end, I kind of just zoned out. Um, <laughs> That's fair, though, because it's almost like one song. But go ahead. I'm sorry. It really yeah, is. I, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I thought the, the beginning, like, the first half of the album was, it was cool. But then, like, I felt like, okay, like, I, I get it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I think what messed it up for me is, like, I saw, like, I looked at how long the, the album was going to be. So when I saw 52 Minutes, you, that's always in the back of your mind. Uh, so, you know, you get through four tracks, five tracks, uh, and then you're like, oh, no, I got, I, I got at least another 30 minutes. And it was this. weird because it was, like, it, for me, like, the first few times listening to it, it felt like it lo got longer. Like, the more... <laughs> like, <laughs> is this fucking album getting longer? Is, am I yeah, and, listening to this? And uh, you know, I I think that that's just how you know over the past couple of years, be the album the albums and projects have gotten shorter. So right. and, and in terms of that, like the listeners' uh, attention span has gotten shorter as well. Mm -hmm. So unless it, unless you've done like a like a really great remarkable project, like I just don't. It's gonna be difficult for me to listen past forty minutes, you know. Yeah. Has Has Knack done a song with Action Bronson? Because that feels like it needs to happen. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it's happened somewhere. Like somewhere. Like, exactly. That's right? the How many fucking like right? Like how many albums? Like who knows? Uh, Got to dig. Got to. Um, so let's let's go to Midnight Oil. Yeah, that's ten songs, twenty six yeah. minutes. Yeah, uh, it's it's and and that thing, which is crafty. funny. It also it feels longer. You know, <laughs> there's so much content. Um, and it's also yeah. just so, like, I actually I tried this album before, right? Before you yep. would even. Uh, this is like I like. This is like fucking when when did that shit drop? Like what February or February? Like, yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. So like I tried that. I was like living in my last apartment and shit. You know, I mm -hmm. hadn't like moved yet. And I remember I was like making dinner. I was like, yeah, a bunch of people have been like talking about this like, like Peters. And I put it on, got like two or three songs in, and I was like, I gotta stop. Like this is just too dark. Like I can't, I can't do this. Right now. Like, like, like I got places to go. I got people to talk to. I can't be all like, like, an active yeah. album. Like you can't like get shit done with that shit on it. You know, like, you have right. to like sit down and listen to that album. Um, but yeah. I'm glad that you that you that you said um, that you put it on as like one of the choices because now that I've given it the time and attention that it deserves, it is definitely, in my opinion, like lyrically, like one of the best albums I've heard in like quite a while, and. 
don't every time I listen to it, I hear another fucking line where I'm like, fuck, that's a good line, you know? It's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's got me trying to got me wanting to hit bro up. Like, you want to collab or some shit? Like, damn, it's that it's would crazy. work. That would be great. I mean, I would say yeah. I had the weirdest problem with this album. It yeah. didn't even make sense. So, in, before this album dropped, I wanted to showcase Sun Moody. And I was like, Sun Moody's dope. You guys don't even know he's got all these cool Lucy's on his band camp. And he's got enough Lucy's to make an album. So, yeah, I did. created my own fake album. Uh, it was called album closers because I the whole idea was that every Sun Moody song sounds like an album closer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so it was great, and I I kind of laid out my order in an article. It was like you can buy all these songs, and you know you can create this album for yourself. Uh, it was real cool, uh, and I so I worked hard on it. And then he dropped this album, and I was kind of like, my album's better. You know, I was like, <laughs> about it. Oh, that's so bogus. It was embarrassing, but it, that's how the brain is. Um, no, that was real. And so what, I had given him some space, let go of that nonsense, approached the album fresh, and was like, this is good. Like, right, um, and so I, I really... It's grown on me. It's really grown on me over the course of months. Yeah. Uh, hey, how did you feel about this as a? Because you you didn't dive into the Lucy's like I did. No, I I didn't. I didn't. I mean, it, I think it hit harder because I listened to it right after the car. Uh, and it's such a. It, it's interesting because the order that you listen to the or the context that you listen to albums can really change how you perceive them. Uh, I guess that's with anything, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it 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 felt like one of those out like you couldn't you can't listen to it passively. No, uh, no, it's true. Yeah, you have to like really like sit with it, and then, I mean, and then I read the I mean, have you read the Bandcamp description? No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he he really meant what I appreciated, and what I took for in terms of you know the 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 term that we're using is intensity. Uh, what I took from it is this was an album he really wanted you to to sit with it, right? Uh, and he and, and he was really intense in that desire. Like I, I don't want you doing it. I don't even want you washing dishes. I want you to sit on your couch or your chair and sit and listen to what I'm saying. Right, right. And it's it's a lot like the cover. If you look at the cover, oh, yeah. in order to understand what's going on at all, you have to stare at it for a while. It's dark, right? Uh, and I think the the album is like that. The album, yeah. you know, the cover is the album. Uh, yeah, so it's and us now is such a cool intro because it's spooky, it's philosophical, and it's desperate and haunting. Uh, and that's what this is. What your journey is going to be, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, there's so many lines I wrote down mm -hmm. on inertia, pass like a whisper through divine. Mm -hmm. History remembered as a threat. Mm -hmm. I got inertia, not nerves. I'm trying to see the promised land before I lie in dirt. Oof. Yeah. There's so many quotables. It, yep. It's, it's, Very poetic. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I got a bunch too. Though I fucking like pay for it. Pain for progress. We don't die. We dissect. You know. Ooh. 
Yeah, I mean, well, me and the ground are like airtight. <laughs> so I was like, yes. I think um, what I know and what I don't know are both infinite. Like, yes, yes, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's the thing about the poetry of it, it Kay, is that like we, we talked about this a little bit on the Don't Go Outside, uh, because he's also on that. Um, <laughs> shout out to Unruly and Clown Cat, two of these people are. Are from that out, yeah. Uh, so Sun Mundi is incredibly poetic and avant-garde, but delivers lines like a battle rapper. Mm. So it's like, so he'll say that shit, and you'll be like, God damn it! It hits even harder, right? Like he's omniscient but goes missing. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, so yeah that was one I wrote down too. Yeah. I'm cool. waiting for it all to be over, balance and composure. Yeah, geez, well, it's a critical. That's a critical moment in the album, Future Myth. Um, yeah, yeah, sick. So, uh, great song titles: Heaven Men- Heaven Metal, uh, My Sleeping Back, Copernicus. Uh, everything on here, every word is important. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, incredibly. I mean. I want to say that it's a, it's a you know similar to like what I was saying with like Carrie Foe was like a really intentionally crafted you know piece, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's almost it's almost moot to even say that because mm-hmm. it's just its own. I mean, it's sort of a purging and a grieving process, like yes. to wax. So to say that it's, I mean, he he wouldn't need to have intent like it is its own intent i don't know how else to to put that um Mm. and it's just so i don't know i think like the production does a really good job of caring for what's happening because um it's you know niggas talk about like drumless beats and shit yada yada right being you know a problem or whatever but this is like a really excellent example of when like a drumless beats are almost imperative to what's happening because <laughs> the shit that's being delivered is so you know percussion can almost act as a rock to stumble over at times right mm-hmm. but there's no rocks to stumble over here there's this canvas so that this person can like you know lay lay down all of his grievances all at once one after the other with you know no distraction you know it's almost yep. like a beat would be distracting. A percussion would be distracting, you know? It, it yep. just, it's its own. And he also, like, rhythmically, like, carries it fine on his own anyway. Um, I also want to speak to the production just a little bit, too. Not just a little bit, but... Is it Athman? Is it... Is, I, think, you I think Ottman. Like, Ottman? Uh, okay. Yeah, it's yep. like a... Um, this is like a fucking Hindu concept um, of, like, you know, Ottman being, like, the real self, like, the mm-hmm. true self, you know? Um... It's gotta be what he means because this shit is so esoteric and weird sounding. That I'm like, of course, this with the fucking like Buddhist monk like samples and shit. Like, it's gotta oh, be what he means. Um, it's such a cool sound. It's such a unique sound. Yeah. The, the yeah, way yeah. the samples are done, there's these like they're almost like repeat whispers in the background. Uh, it's it's the chanting is is everywhere. Yeah. Definitely. It's, um, they're like, 
there's samples that I feel like a lot of other producers would pass over and oh. maybe too weird or just don't sound nice enough or whatever. So this dude's able to craft these beautiful fucking sonic pockets that you can't really duplicate anywhere else because no one would really think to, you know, like he can, I feel like he's finding like beauty in these places where, where, where most of us just wouldn't, wouldn't look for it. Um, and cool. yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just very well done, especially with something like, you know, Sun Moondy wrapping over it. Fucking, I don't know. Yeah. This album feels like a true collaboration. And like, yeah, I was thinking yeah. that same thing. And, no, and, it, and it's about like, sometimes when you like, you want, you want your first album to be like, I'm spitting, you know, mm. you got to know who I am. I'm important. And Midnight Oil is very patient, yeah, calculated, and it's it's like this is my first novel, you know. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, I feel. Um, I mean, it is a novel, you know. There's like this. I'm trying to figure out what this book. I don't know. I hate to draw this comparison, right? You know, Do it. but you know, we all. Are kind of thinking it right it's like ka right oh yeah yeah, yeah. there's ka. very ka like you know yeah, it's yeah. a ka like album for sure um but i feel like the kind of difference is that you know they both have like this sort of like novel like energy to them right where something's being delivered but i feel mm -hmm. like a ka album maybe works more like you know cause introspective but i feel like ka is like in is he's like externally introspective, right? Speaking to everything happening around him and mm -hmm. speaking on like how that has affected him and yep. like the interplay between those things. And then in this project, um, Sun Mundi's more internally introspective. And, you know, there's always talk about dreams in this project too, right? Where... Yep. There's all these, you know, very solid physical concepts and, and images, but they're delivered and, and, you know, strung together in this way that they become just these, you know, they're not, they're not like grounded in logic anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I sat on a satellite counting ships, you know, shit like that. I don't know. I just feel like it, it, they do the same thing in a weird way, but, you know, I feel like Sun Mundi's is kind of like it's more hidden away. It's mm -hmm. uh, the cause as 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 introspective as Ka may seem. He's pretty in your face. It's pretty clear what yeah. he's talking about. No, it, he's time. like but, Sun Mundi is a is a child of Ka, but, yeah. but a weird child. Right, uh, like this shit yeah. acts more like a dreamscape. You know, like there's no there's no there's not always like a logical like through line to it. Whereas Ka is very you know like I'm this with you. that happened to us. I'm just saying it in a really cool way though. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm with, with you. Bro. I think it's he's yeah, it's it's unique. Hey, did you have any favorite runs? Did you have any anything you were into? No, I've got to I've got to go back to it again. I I just thought it um. I mean, it really blended together well. It was, I, and I get, I guess, like reading the description, that was by design. Like he wanted yeah. it to be. So there's no like one specific. What I mean by that, there's no one specific track that like stands out to me specifically. It's just one experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I mean, I think for me, the one I became most fascinated with over time was Original Child. Mm, interesting. Because he says, after class, I vowed 200 shots. T-Mac from the corner, Arenas from the three spot. The whole verse is really amazing. It's very personal and very vivid. Uh, small deep. Also, the I wrote the small details make this beat awesome. Mm -hmm. It's it's not a big beat with a lot of crazy stuff going on, but if you listen, there's there's a lot of movements within it uh, that are really cool. And it was just cool to hear him get personal and talk about how it was growing up, or uh, you know, being on that court alone, just shooting two hundred jump shots. Uh, you know, imagining yourself hitting the buzzer beater and, and you know, it 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 was just really cool and really human. Uh, and it stood out because he's so analytical. Sun Mundi's so analytical. Interesting. That like a lot of it is very is very like that. And that original child was very like, I'm standing next to you in the scene now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's funny. I hadn't really thought about it like that, that it, of him as um, analytical, but it really is. There's yep. so many. I mean, he drops gems too, like all across this shit. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It really is like kind of like sitting next to your fucking, you know, older cousin that you haven't seen mm -hmm. in like seven years, and he's just been through fucking so much shit since the last time you saw <laughs> yes. him. He's yeah. got all this wild shit to tell you. But yep. he's not telling you exactly what happened most of the time, except for even... No, he's just giving you, like, yeah. mantras. He's giving right, you mantras. what he learned from it. Because, like, the yep. shit that happened, he doesn't want to... He can't... He can't. He don't want to talk about that shit, you know? Right, but right. I thought that listening was the one that hit me the most. Oh, um, well, yeah. We we should talk about that, because what I, I like that this album builds and falls... Yeah. But to Kay's point of it being his natural journey, inertia and natural cause really ramp up what the album's about, you know? Yeah. And then Copernicus, I wrote, this album is trying to close, and this song is connected to that. Mm -hmm. The landing gear is out, you know? Right. Uh, and then listening hits, and it's just, this had to be the closer, right? Right. Uh, you love how the beat wraps around the Oh My God, I'm Listening. Uh, mm -hmm. The sample kind of hits right behind that. Uh, yeah. I, 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 one thing I noted, I would like Sun Mundi to do more with the voice next album. It's a real opportunity. With the voice? How do you mean? Just like, this is, a lot of this album is like, the beat goes and Sun Mundi goes. And yeah, breaking saying. it up and changing the song and experimenting with, with different pockets or different uh, sing-songy style things or right. just right. differentiating. the. I'm not saying the album needs that. It's great no. right now. But when you talk about a space to grow, I can't wait till Sun Moondy starts experimenting with song structure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when you say song structure, I can I can see that. It's funny because he definitely has a like a 
I mean, on, on certain songs, he definitely has like a, a, a verse hook mentality, right? Like there's definitely yep. like an AB, AB through line. Um, but as far as like what's actually happening over the beat, you know, yep. and yep. like, you know, what are we doing with the flow to like accentuate this hook, right? Like it's almost, you almost, you miss that some of them are even hooks sometimes. Because right, it right. sounds like he's just spitting still. And he yep. is, you know, which, again, like, I agree, like, yeah, like, I'm okay with it here. But it would be interesting to see, like, what he would do uh, over something else, you know. Um, yeah. I got to peep the rest of his. But you you said that you you already peeped all his singles and shit, though, right? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Is it? Because, I mean, this is a very specific-ass producer. So, like, what would you say it's like across, like, other shit? Because I'm not as familiar with him, you know? Uh, I mean, it's he's, he's still... Sun Moody, but it's it's there's different. You you should check out the song he has with Big Flowers that's on his band. Yeah, yeah, really dope. That's the only. Oh yeah, it's really dope. And they Big Flowers, they're they're tight. Um, they have very like minded, right? Being, um, and I think there's room to grow within that avant garde space and make weird music that will sound as crazy as the stuff he's saying. You know, um, and I, I, this is a great first album, but one of the things that's great about it is this doesn't feel like the final level of Sun Moody. No, I would agree. There's more to come. There's more, there's more levels to come and I'm, I'm excited to see what those levels are, um, as we keep, you know, doing it, doing it a different way, um, any any final thoughts, or are we ready to go to recommendation corner? No, I think we're ready. Let's do uh, it. Wait, anything else? No, nah, it's fine. Recommendation <laughs> corner. What one of the albums that we talked about possibly doing here? I absolutely love, so I wanted to shout it out. It's Battery by Sacco and Vanzetti. I haven't peeped that yet. I've been hearing good things though. Ah, it's dope. It's so dope. They have a really cool relationship and they've been uh building on that. So I've been I've been doing that. Um uh, also I'm gonna shout out I got uh I'm starting to reload on some old albums that I used to love. Um and I'm gonna go Judas Priest British Steel. <laughs> Never once in my entire life listened to Judas Priest. <laughs> Judas Priest is so cool because it basically, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you've heard the full story, but like they were ju- gods of the metal scene. Uh, and it turns out like all the outfits they were, they were wearing were from like gay sex shops and they were like, yeah. they were gay. And like people were like, you know, the old head metal people were like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I didn't know they were gay. That's wild. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, the lead singer. Yeah, I mean, so he was, and when you listen to, if you listen to British Steel and then you listen to like some Queen, it's not that different. Like, it's basically, there was a point in metal where it was like not that different from stadium rock. Yeah. Like, Dio is just not that far away from Stadium Rock. So, like, British Steel is just stupid fun. It's, okay. it's stupid fun. Yeah. It's so, um, yep. So, that's, those are my 
recommendations. Uh, yeah. Okay. Specific. <laughs> yes. Mm. I got I got Dante Ross's memoir, uh, and that's been dope. So I've been I've been reading that. Um, okay. It's really good, uh, and it's definitely Dante's voice. So it's it's cool to for him to be you know examining his himself and his life like this. Uh, it just takes a lot to do that uh, and put it all in perspective. So. Yeah, yeah, are yeah. anybody able to do that? Definitely. Yeah, I don't think I remember enough of my life to do that. <laughs> uh, I kind of just move on, you know what I mean? Like I'm just like, ah, that's cool. Like people yeah, will go yeah. up to me and tell me crazy things that I did, and I'll be like, oh wow, that that sounds wild. <laughs> Retain that shit. I'm moving on. Uh, um, I've got sports data to cram up here. Um, so what are you listening to Rama um what am I listening to lately? let's yep. see I was actually I mean so I've been listening to a lot of shit in general just because uh doing my fucking radio show let me do a little shameless self plug real shit right do it do oh, it a radio show on uh, beloved.wtf that's a website beloved.wtf like what the fuck Yep. And, uh, yeah, my radio show is called Black Shower with Joshua Virtue. Then I do it the uh, third Friday of every month at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. And, uh, yeah, I just fucking find shit that I've been listening to, whether it be old or new, and just string them together. Um, there's been a lot of, like, endless sick shit coming out. There's too much shit comes out all the mm -hmm. fucking time. It's mm -hmm. hard to fucking know where to start and stop. But uh, my homies in this band called uh, Karma Fate, they uh, dropped an EP recently that's uh, Karma, like, you know, whatever. But Fate spelled um, F-E-T-E. And um, they got this uh, joint called Deep End Ent. And, uh, yeah, it's just really fucking weird and very well produced and thoughtfully produced. I do have a feature on it, but I listen to it more not for my feature. <laughs> but um, it's it's very good, very well done, very well put together, um, very thoughtful, like uh, forward thinking, like obsessive production where there's so much weird little shit happening all throughout it that like you'll think, how the fuck did they That's make awesome. this? It's only like three songs too, you know. Um, so easy to get through. <laughs> really fucking dope. Um. What else have I been peeping recently? You know, um, I've been fucking with uh, this is dude uh, Jerome Ellis. Uh, he's this artist. I don't even. I think he's from New York. I'm not really sure, but he's this sick uh, artist who um, he made this album called The Clearing. Uh, that's very beautiful and like it's like a <laughs> jazz but spoken word oh. but also with some trap elements and it's highly conceptual and strange and a lot of it is just this person talking and um you know he's a very like afro-futuristic thinker i'm probably misgendering them i'm not even sure what their name what their gender is, or pronouns are but just they're, they're like a very like uh afro-futuristic like thinker and uh, they have a stutter. So 
they spend a lot of time like taking apart you know what that means in terms of time and space and what their place is in society but also like how it changes the way that they communicate with people and it's so thought-provoking and and so fucking beautiful um it's a weird listen for sure definitely listen to it when you're like in one of those just kind of ghostly moods maybe listen to it on like a rainy day or some shit where things are kind of quiet around the apartment while you got shit to do and you want to be introspective (laughs) it is quite beautiful um i'm fucking with it heavy and then the homies here in um chicago uh cordoba their band they're like a you know jazz like almost like not proggy but very forward-thinking like jazz band a lot of my homies are in that they just recently released an album called in hell um and it's fucking so beautiful and so weird and and thoughtful um definitely like kind of I don't know. They just all come together really well. Probably my favorite band in Chicago and an excellent jazz band. Um, Everybody should hear their work everywhere forever. And I can't plug them enough. They're fucking sick. So please check out. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. (laughs) Works for me. Hey, what do you, what do you Uh, got? Okay. So I recently got into this the Summer Walker project. Clear. Oh, to it's a good one. Life. I like that one. I really enjoyed it. And then randomly, I've been on a salsa kick. Nice. Uh, so I came across uh, the song. It's El Cantante from Hector Lavoy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, which is I, I I've been listening to that nonstop. So I got in. I'd recommend his album, uh, Comedia. Uh, came oh, out in boy. 78. All right. Um, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Just So those would be my two recommendations for this week. I've been running with salsa. Love it. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not about my salsa business, but, like, I would love to sure. help that shit. I mean, and that, that El, El Cantate, which is the singer, it's like, uh, I mean, it's one of the best songs I've, I've ever heard. I just, I just discovered it on... Last Friday, I would say, and I've I've already listened to it so many times. It's like a ten minute song, but I mean, it's just a. I mean, if you know his story and you listen to the lyrics, it's just a incredible, incredible song. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. The um, follow K Diggy on social media. K W Rollins and two, but yeah. two. Deuce, yeah, uh, and go ahead and send him succession memes. Um, oh yeah, you know, let him pile up <laughs> those succession memes. Taking some time to talk about succession. <laughs> oh man, I could go on. Don't get me started. Oh, I, I almost, I almost slipped up too. I'm glad that I caught myself. I almost slipped up, but yeah, I almost slipped up <laughs> and told the ending. But yeah, I, yeah, I love dude. succession. Uh, yeah, oh, I, am, so- I am disappointed that, you know, all within the span of a week, Barry's ended, Ted Lasso, and right. Succession. I didn't know Ted Lasso ended. I'm not, like, really caught up on that shit, but the end of Barry yeah. was also yeah. crazy. Good, yeah, it so feels I'm, like HBO like, is done. Like, it's just this, 
Seems the like new Max it. thing is, is rough. And then, you know, Dan, Righteous righteous Gemstones 3 starts in a couple, season yeah, 3 that, yeah, starts yeah, in yeah. a couple weeks, so. Shit, I started uh, the show way back when. I never really was able to, like, carry it, but it was good while I was watching it. It was good. It was good. Yeah. I would, so, yeah, follow it, uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Enjoy yeah. that, that. Thank you, all the patrons who uh, are doing great work, and some of them giving me recommendations, keeping me up on stuff. Uh, I appreciate everybody uh, being in and, and, and enjoying what we do here. Uh, it's awesome. So, um, and I did email a new potential sponsor today, today. So I, who I think would be a good sponsor. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, uh, stay strong and, uh, you know, send K-Diggy succession me. What will tomorrow bring? What will tomorrow?